0: For the ride thanks a lot for stopping by i want to go straight to israel now talk to carolyn glick she is the host of the carolyn glick show on the jewish uh, news syndicate carolyn nice to meet you how are you uh
1: thanks thanks for thanks for having me on your program joe
0: you, you're very welcome i've got to ask right away you live there and this is all happening there obviously just set the scene are you hearing sirens all the time are bombs going off is there fighting in the street what, what's what's going on where you are now
1: so we live outside of Jerusalem and uh we we haven't thank god have ha- we haven't had a lot we've had some uh, shooting from neighboring Arab villages and we've gotten uh, just three air raid attacks uh since uh, October 7th so uh, relatively speaking we've been um you know we've been um on the outside of this uh right. so far the exactly. entrance to our community uh, is is sandbagged and we have a lot of uh uh, uh, soldiers uh, defending us um, around the clock. So
0: I can't imagine living like that. I, I mean, I got to be honest with you. You know, in my neighborhood, we don't have sandbags. Obviously, we don't have soldiers We've or never guards. Never had you know.
1: in mind before either. So, so this is actually We've brand so new.
0: This is because of what just happened.
1: Yes,
0: it's uh, Caroline Glick. Go, go to her website, and it's spelled like Caroline, but it's carolynglick.com, dot com. G L I C K dot com. Go there and follow her. Um, so how do? First of all. I believe that you guys might have the best intelligence on the planet. Uh, It might be us, but I think it's probably Israel, but it's close. How did this happen? How did this go undetected?
1: You remember after September 11th, they said it was a failure of imagination. So uh, I think um, it wasn't so much a failure of imagination. It was that we had a disease of overconfidence in in our general staff that they – Perhaps their imagination failed, they didn't think it could happen. It never occurred to them it could. I don't know why, because they had intelligence indicating that this was Comas's plan. Uh but they just weren't on the alert. They were not on the alert. They they uh they didn't want to go on the alert um and they were irresponsible. And um and so I think it wasn't so much a question of the systems, it was a question of the of the people who were manning them uh initially i had assumed that we must have been under a cyber attack cuz it made no sense right but i think that the that the truth is that uh what makes no sense is that there was no no one uh no one on watch
0: the Carolyn Glick Show is on the uh, Jewish News Syndicate, JNS, and go to com. I had Mike Rogers on, who is a former U.S. representative, not the current Mike Rogers in the house. But this guy is from Michigan. He's a former FBI agent. And I asked him what he thought happened here. And he said that the Palestinians played the Israelis by being peaceful and hey, we're coexisting and we all love each other and that Israel actually backed away from the border and said, you know what, they do want to be peaceful. They, they, they don't want to fight anymore and basically lulled the intelligence to sleep. Is that possible?
1: Well, I wrote a, The first article that I wrote um, after after uh, October 7th, I, I called it uh, Hamas's deception and our self-deception okay. that they deceived us But we believed a lot of fables about them. We wanted to believe that they were normal people, even though their ideology is jihadist and genocidal. Um, And as we saw, they behave like a cross between uh, Al-Qaeda and uh, the Nazi Einsatzgruppen uh, during the Holocaust. So, um, you know, we, we told ourselves a lot of lies. We told ourselves that they just want a good life and they don't they they don't care they're happy to live in rubble they've done it many times they keep destroying Gaza because that's what they know is going to happen after they attack us with missiles or now with slaughter and they don't care they're not like us they they say it themselves they sanctify death who sanctifies death that you know i don't know anybody Nobody. who would ever think such a disastrous thing and you know, I, I posted on Twitter today and on my Facebook page um, this video that was uh, this uh, story that Israeli media covered a, a couple of years ago of the graduation ceremony from kindergarten in Gaza. And you know, and when our children graduate, graduate high uh, kindergarten, you know they get a little crown on their head and a little certificate or whatever. And it's all very cute. And they come up to their parents and we hug them and and that's about what it is. And maybe some cookies. And they had this whole pageant where they're dressed up as terrorists and they shoot off fake mortars and they sing songs about killing Jews. And um, they're five year old, six year old little boys and girls and this is what they're indoctrinated to from the moment that they are born until the moment that they're dead we saw old man an old man storming the israeli border he had he was in crutches and he was coming in to plunder and to rape and to pillage and and to kill along with the hordes i mean like we had we were invaded by say 2000 uh, hamas terrorists on october 7th but along with them came thousands of innocent civilians from Gaza who also uh took hostages and raped our women and murdered people and then they also plundered uh the homes of the people that were murdered so that they this was a complete thing and 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 um you know so we told ourselves that if we give them if them work in Israel then you know then they'll be happy and what we found was that these workers and they're all screened by our intelligence and they reach you know, and they meet all of the criteria for being able to work they're over forty they're married, no uh membership in a terrorist organization or whatever and and we let them work in Israel. They were working in these kibbutzim and you know they were acting not i mean maybe they were doing gardening or farming work or whatever during the day or 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 they were acting as- you know uh, contractors or whatever in the homes, but they were intelligence officers. They they mapped out every single house in the kibbutzim that were targeted in the Jewish communities that were targeted. They knew who lived in what house, who was in the army, who was in the police, who likely had a gun, how many children were in each house, how old they were, what their names were, who had a dog, how many dogs if it was an attack dog or or just a home dog. They had information about everything and it was all provided to them. By these nice Palestinians who met all the criteria that we could trust them and support them with salaries from Israel, and then they came in, and some of them were actually on the scene with the murderers, watching as their employers uh, were were slaughtered and and taking part in it. So that the idea that you know there's like some sort of a division between. The murderers and the innocent civilians of Gaza is just, it's a lie. Yeah, it, it's it's not true. And, it, and, and we have to bear that in mind when we keep talking about humanitarian assistance. This is a fully mobilized jihadist society that's dedicated to the proposition that they want to kill every single Jew in Israel and around the world.
0: That that was elected by, by the Palestinian people. When you elect the terrorist organization Hamas to be your government, you should probably figure out that Palestine, wh- or what would be Palestine, believes in this way of life. I didn't know that the indoctrination was as deep as as you just said, and let me reintroduce who you are. It's Carolyn Glick. She is one of the top strategic affairs analysts in Israel. She's got a book, a best-selling book called The Israeli Solution, uh, a national bestseller, and I guess it's both in, in Hebrew and in English, Right.
1: Yeah, it came out a while ago. And and in my book, I was actually thinking that we were going to be able to coexist with them because so right. many Arabs after the failed Arab Spring, which was really the Islamist winter in the Arab world that raised the Muslim Brotherhood to power in so many countries, they recoiled from the jihad and they began embracing their Israeli identity and joining the army and sending their kids to Hebrew language schools instead of Arabic language schools and right. and integrating. But what we found is that you know the head of a trauma ward in one of israel's hospitals is an arab physician and he posted facebook post praising hamas after october 7th he was fired but i mean so so the whole model of coexistence is really being shattered right now when we're seeing you know the the depth of the of the of the support and the mobilization on behalf of jihad not only among the Palestinians in Gaza, but also the Palestinian Authority that President Biden is bandying about as this moderate, as this force yeah. for peace and good, and we should make give them a state, right? All of their leaders are praising Hamas. And, and, and on Friday, they gave guidance to their religious leaders. You know, Friday is like uh, the day of worship, the day of rest for Muslims. And they have their major sermons on Friday afternoon. And the and the Palestinian Authority distributed Friday mornings through their religious ministry, so religious affairs ministry, to all the imams and the mosques that are paid for by the Palestinian Authority and called for them to tell the Arabs of the Palestinian Authority in Judea and Samaria in the West Bank that they should call on their people to join the jihad, quoting a hadith from the Islamic teaching, saying, if there is, a, uh, you will liberate Jerusalem When the tree calls to you and says, oh, Muslim, there is a Jew hiding behind me, come and kill him. When a rock calls to you and says, oh, Muslim, there is a Jew hiding behind me, come and kill him. In other words, it was an open call by the Palestinian Authority to worshipers in its mosques on Friday to slaughter Jews, just like happened in southern Israel by, by the Hamas.
0: I've got to I've got to ask you this It's Carolyn Glick go in uh, uh, see her show com and Carolyn spelled like caroline um here in right. the states. Uh she's a, 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 a sh- her show is on the JNS it's the Jewish News Syndicate. So many questions. Let me just ma- make a quick statement. We saw on a minuscule scale in comparison what you're talking about in San Bernardino several years ago. We had a a a husband and wife who were working in an office who got along with everybody, they probably ate dinner together, probably spent the weekends together, showed up one day and killed 14 people just because they could at a holiday party, you know, uh, near Christmas um, and, 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 and near Hanukkah. And nobody saw it coming. They were the nicest people. We had no idea this was going on. So how do you identify them? That's the hardest thing. I guess when you live next to what would be Palestine, you live next to Gaza, you can identify them by what you just said. They're grown and and bred to hate Jews. But what about outside of that area? How do you know who's good, who's not? When, as you said, they were watching their bosses be slaughtered after having worked with them for years as good people.
1: You know, I I was talking about this with a colleague of mine this morning, and I said to him, well, you know, I mean, I, I have I have Muslim friends, I have Arab friends, you know, Arab Israeli friends, and one of them, uh, a man named Mohammed Kabia, is now on Arabic media all the time, and right. he's speaking just the same words that I am, just in in native Arabic, because he's an Israeli Arab, and I said he's. He's not, he, you know, he's, he's, our, he's our friend. Look, look what he's doing. He's standing up to all of these people. He's standing up, you know, on, on all these Arab te- television networks, he's a hero. And and my colleague said, you're right, but that's the thing. You know, I mean, today, when you see the Muslims uh, on college campuses throughout the United States standing with Hamas, you have to understand that they they're serious. They they support that ideology, they share that ideology. The Jews in New York, in Chicago, in Los Angeles, wherever in at Harvard, they're not safe. They're not because the people who are who are supporting Hamas at Harvard Business School um think that what they did is right and they can't be trusted because they're part of a jihad that seeks the annihilation of the Jews, seeks the annihilation of the Americans. And, and of, of the United States, and and they're serious. We saw it, and you saw it in San Bernardino. You saw it in Orlando. You saw it on 9/11. You saw it in Boston at the marathon. I mean, they're they're serious. They take this ideology serious. It's their faith. They sanctify death. They do, and they laugh at us for sanctifying life.
0: I've got, to, I've got to throw a couple of things at you. We only have a few minutes left, but this is an amazing conversation. I urge you to come back soon. com. Right. Go and follow her. She's a, she's a talk show host, the, uh, the Carolyn Glick Show over in, uh, in Israel. Um, I've got to throw a couple of things at I saw a piece of video from the late 70s recently where Benjamin Netanyahu was on a show here in the United States. He went by the name Benjamin Netay um, at the time. I think he was a, some sort of a, a pseudonym as he was an author. And he was saying in the 70s exactly what he's saying today, exactly what you're saying today, that we could have coexisted. We want you to have your own place. We just want to live and have you not want to kill the Jews and realize that Israel is thousands of years old and this is the promised land. It's our land. We can coexist. Even back then, 50 years ago almost, the man was saying the same thing. So I'm a Christian. I already love Israel. I already believe that, that it's the promised land. I am on uh, is Team Israel all the way. But if I weren't, if I were agnostic, and I saw what he said 50 years ago, and and to this day, until October 7th, Israelis still believed in that, uh, how can you be in the wrong? How can it not be the other side that's the, that's the aggressor? I, I'm missing something. You're missing the Jew
1: hatred. I mean... You know, Hamas's doctrine and the doctrine of Hezbollah, the doctrine of the PLO, of the Palestinian Authority, Islamic Jihad, all of these groups that are fighting the Jews, what do they do? They enact a slaughter. They attack us. They suicide bomber or roadside bomb or missile onslaught, or here on October 7th, a Holocaust. And um, And then they go back into their dens and they wait for us to counterattack to defend ourselves against what they just did to us. And then they lie on the back and they say, oh, look, the Jews, they're evil. They're they are indiscriminately killing us. Look, they've killed 50 million of our children in the past five minutes with, you know, a pop gun. And, and and then everybody leaves them. And then you see all of this chorus of international do-gooders coming in and saying, what are you doing, Israel? You're so mean. Remember international law? You have to be nice. You can't hurt indif- uh, uh, you can't hurt innocent civilians, but you'll be just as bad as them. Don't let your anger dictate your moves. You have to be kind and you have to turn the other cheek for these people. And by the way, let's get to a ceasefire. We need to get to a ceasefire. Let's get to a ceasefire so we can build a Palestinian state. That's what happens, and you get this moral equivocation, or worse, from university presidents, from professors, from authors from TV anchors, who when uh, at any time that anything happens to any of the of the so-called victim groups, right, then they immediately swoop into action and say, all voices must be heard. But when you see full Jewish families slaughtered and burned to death, where their remains really do look like the, the, the excrement of, of an Auschwitz crematorium, and we still haven't been able to identify all the bodies because so badly burned, you you get these you get these people saying, "Oh, Israel, why?" Because they share Hamas's basic hatred of Jews and they're happy. And that's why because they're standing with Hamas. Anybody who tells Israel that we have to be better than that and that we can't hurt these people and that we have to get to a ceasefire or whatever, they're not with Israel. They're with Hamas. Yes. Because they're blaming us for somebody else's slaughter. And it works every
0: time. I'm frankly out of time, Carolyn, but I want to make a statement. And just tell me if I'm right or wrong. Israel predates anybody who calls himself a Palestinian by thousands of years. When, When it was called the territory of Palestine when owned by the British Empire, it never really was ever a country called Palestine. When Israel got its rightful home back, Egypt didn't want them and Jordan didn't want them. Nobody wanted them. In fact, Egypt told Israel, you take Gaza. We don't want it. And now we're living in a, a land, in a world where people think there was a Palestine and the Jews stole it from them. Am I right in everything that I just said? They really never ever had any claim to that land ever and Israel I believe was nice to say sure. Go ahead, you can you can live a, you, you can have that piece of land and they're still trying to kill you guys.
1: That's basically correct. just about everything you said is 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 100% accurate.
0: I want you to come back as soon as you can. It's Carolyn Glick. Go to carolynglick.com. And check out her show on JNS. It is the uh, Jewish Network Syndicate. Thank you so much for the knowledge. Let's do it again soon, okay? Thanks a lot for having
1: Thank me. Thank
0: you, man. All right. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Absolutely appreciate Carolyn and Glick coming from Jerusalem to give us the update from there. I can't even imagine sandbags and soldiers in my neighborhood. Another big hour coming your way. Do not touch that dial. Case, Mike, next hour and much more. Keep it here.
1: This is the Joe Peg Show.